Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Remember by Ram Goldar and today Masecha Sota Daf Chav the fourth parak Arusa. The Zichud Masecha Sota program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hachazaka Satora. So the three times we're going to focus on them. One, the Gemara quotes a Bryce which explicitly says an island he says eligible to drink Sota waters, not like Rav Nachman had said. He answers that it's a Malchus Tanaim and quotes a Tanhu Darshans, the Nikas of Nizra then she shall be proven innocent and will bear seed, as he did to exclude an Islandese who was incapable of bearing children. The Gemara explains that the other Tanaim Darshan this Pasuk the way it's taught in Abraisa. Rebekiva says that the Nikas of Nizra she shall be proven innocent and bear seed, teaches Shemaisa Akara and Yifketa said if she was barren, she will be remembered and bear a child. Rabbi Shmuel objected that if so, all barren women will intentionally make themselves sotas in order to reap the benefits of this bracha, and a modest woman who doesn't engage in immoral behavior will not. Rather, the Pasuk teaches more minor blessings, which would not be an incentive to become a sota. She might say, Yoletis, but sorry, Yoletis Berevach, that if she formally gave birth with pain, she will give birth with ease. Nekevos Yoletis Zecharim, if she had females, she will bear males. Ksarim Yoletis Aruchim, if she had short children, she'll bear tall ones. Shchorim Yoletis Levanim, if she had swarthy children, she will bear fair ones. Pointing to Ruf Hamnuna said, Regarding an idolater, one can warn his wife not to be secuda with him, and he disqualifies a woman from eating truma if he has relations with her. The Gemara explains the novelty in the first clause. One would think, since it says she became defiled, she became defiled two times, one teaching she's prohibited to the husband and one teaching she's prohibited to the adulterer, so that the Sota laws only apply where she becomes forbidden to the adulterer with this suspected adultery. But here, since she's already forbidden to the adulterer, perhaps the laws of Sota do not apply and she would not become prohibited to the husband. Therefore, Rav Hamnun taught they do. The novelty of the second law is explained. The Pasuk, which teaches that relations with someone unfit to marry her, disqualify her from Truma, uses the words, Ki ishzar. She shall be to a strange man, meaning relations. So one might think to Barhavaya, in the love Barhavaya, lo. Someone who is capable of being, meaning with Kedushan, does qualify from Truma, but someone such as an idolater, who is not capable of being with Kedushan, does not. Rav Hamnun taught that this is not so based on a drasha. And pointing with you, the Mishnah taught that the husband cannot warn against one who is not a man. After rejecting the first two interpretations, the Gemara concludes, It means to exclude an animal, because there's no harlotry regarding relations with an animal, meaning they are not considered relations despite incurring the death penalty. Our mission is teaching that warning against seclusion with an animal would not render her a sota. The source for this concept is from the Pasuk, You should not bring a harlot's hire or an exchange for a dog as a carbon. And a mission teaches the reverse cases, hire for a woman to have relations with a dog and exchange for a harlot, are permitted to be used as a carbon because the Pasuk says, Gam shneim, shneim below arba'a. Both of them, implying two cases of payments cannot be used for a carbon, but not four, meaning the latter pair of cases. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara quotes of Brightson, which explicitly says, an Islandese is eligible to drink soda waters, not like Rav Nachman had said. He answers that it's a Malchus Tanaim and quotes a Tanhu Darshans, the Nikas of Nizra then she shall be proven innocent and will bear seed, as he did to exclude an Islandese who was incapable of bearing children. The Gemara explains that the other Tanaim Darshan this Pasuk the way it's taught in Abraisa. Rebekiva says that the Nikas of Nizra she shall be proven innocent and bear seed, teaches Shemaisa Akara Nifketa said if she was barren, she will be remembered and bear a child. Rabbi Shmuel objected that if so, all barren women will intentionally make themselves sotas in order to reap the benefits of this bracha, and a modest woman who doesn't engage in immoral behavior will not. Rather, the Pasuk teaches more minor blessings, which would not be an incentive to become a sota. 
Shemaisa Yoledis, but Tsar Yoledis Berevach, that if she formally gave birth with pain, she will give birth with ease. Nekevos Yoledis Dechorim, if she had females, she will bear males. Ksarim Yoledis Aruchim, if she had short children, she will bear tall ones. Shechorim Yoledis Levanim, if she had swarthy children, she will bear fair ones. Pointing to Rav Hamnuna said, Regarding an idolater, one can warn his wife not to be sekudu with him, and he disqualifies a woman from eating truma if he has relations with her. The Gemara explains the novelty in the first clause. One would think, since it says she became defiled, she became defiled two times, one teaching she's prohibited to the husband, and one teaching she's prohibited to the adulterer, so that the Sota laws only apply where she becomes forbidden to the adulterer with this suspected adultery. Aha! But here, since she is already forbidden to the idolater, perhaps the laws of Sota do not apply, and she would not become prohibited to the husband. Therefore, Rav Hamnun taught they do. The novelty of the second law is explained. The Pasuk, which teaches that relations with someone unfit to marry her, disqualify her from Truma, uses the words, She shall be to a strange man, meaning relations. So one might think to Bar Havaya, in the love Bar Havaya, lo. Someone who is capable of being, meaning with Kedushan, does qualify from Truma, but someone such as an idolater, who is not capable of being with Kedushan, does not. Rav Hamnuna taught that this is not so based on a drusha. And pointing with you, the Mishnah taught that the husband cannot warn against one who is not a man. After rejecting the first two interpretations, the Gemara concludes, It means to exclude an animal, because there's no harlotry regarding relations with an animal, meaning they are not considered relations despite incurring the death penalty. Our Mishnah is teaching that warning against seclusion with an animal would not render her sota. The source of this concept is from the Pasuk, You should not bring a harlot's hire or an exchange for a dog as a carbon. And the Mishnah teaches, The reverse cases, hire for a woman to have relations with a dog and exchange for a harlot, are permitted to be used as a carbon because the Pasuk says, Gam shneim, shneim below arba'a. Both of them, implying two cases of payments cannot be used for a carbon, but not four, meaning the latter pair of cases. All right, so now we go to a simmer daf chavav, and our standard simon is a military coup, a military coup. So here goes. The tall, fair-skinned soldiers in red uniforms, children of an exonerated sota, who were on a mission to find the adulterer their mother had been warned against, found him hiding behind her dog. Once again, slow motion. The tall, fair-skinned soldiers in red uniforms, soldiers, that must be more on daf chavav, military coup. The tall, fair-skinned soldiers in red uniforms, children of an exonerated sota, which reminds us, Rabbi Kiva says that the Pasuk with Nikos of Nizra Zera, she shall be proven innocent and bear seed, teaches that if she was barren, she'll be remembered and bear a child. Rabbi Shmuel objected that if so, all barren women will intentionally make themselves sotas in order to reap the benefits of this bracha, and a modest woman who doesn't engage in immoral behavior will not. Rather, the Pasuk teaches more minor blessings, which would not be an incentive to become a sota. She might see Yoletis, but sorry, Yoletis Bereva, that if she formally gave birth with pain, she'll give birth with ease. Nekevos Yoletis Zacharim, if she had females, she will bear males. Ksarim Yoletis Aruchim, if she had short children, she'll bear tall ones. Shechorim Yoletis Elevanim, and if she had swarthy children, she'll bear fair ones. So the tall, fair-skinned soldiers in red uniforms, children of an exonerated sota, who were on a mission to find the adulterer their mother had been warned against, which reminds us, Rabbi Nuna said, Regarding an idolater, one can warn his wife not to be secluded with him, and he disqualifies a woman from eating truma if he has relations with her. So, the tall, fair-skinned soldiers in red uniforms, children of an exonerated sota, who were on a mission to find the adulterer their mother had been warned against, found him hiding behind her dog, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that the husband cannot warn against 
one who is not a man. After rejecting the first two interpretations, the more concludes, It means to exclude an animal because there is no harlotry regarding relations with an animal, meaning they are not considered relations despite incurring the death penalty. Our mission is teaching that warning against seclusion with an animal would not render her a sota. So once again, the tall, fair-skinned soldiers in red uniforms, children of an exonerated sota, who were on a mission to find the adulterer their mother had been warned against, found him hiding behind her dog. All right, so now it's time for four blah blah chazara. Daf chav So the simmer daf chav is a taxi cab. So here goes. The poor taxi cab driver, taxi cab. That must mean we're on daf chav the poor taxi cab driver who studied Torah but did not serve Tamla Kochamim, which reminds us the Gemara makes numerous statements regarding one who is Karavashana Voshimish Tamla Kochamim, one who studied Torah and Mishnah but did not serve Tamla Kochamim to understand the reasons for the Mishnah. Moses said of oh, such a person, Har is Amaharz, he's an Amaharz, and is unreliable regarding Tahara Meiser. Rabbi Shmobar Nachmani said, Har is a boor, he's a boor, meaning he's worse than an Amaharz. So the poor taxi cab driver who studied Torah but did not serve Tamla Kochamim got distracted when his Almana passenger told him that she traveled to the shul at the far end of town for extra reward, which reminds Rabbi Yochanan said, We have learned fear of sin from a basula and received a reward from an almana. The latter case is learned from an almana who traveled daily to Daven in Rabbi Yochanan's base midrash, although her own neighborhood had a shul. Rabbi Yochanan questioned her, My daughter, is there not a shul in your neighborhood? She responded, My master, is there not reward for the steps taken in the additional traveling? So the poor taxicab driver who studied Torah but did not serve Tom the Chachamim got distracted when a Zalmana passenger told him that she traveled to the shul at the far end of town for extra reward and almost crashed into a group of seven false perushing, which reminds us it was taught in a brice at Shiva Prushinhan. There are seven types of false aesthetics and the Gemara explains them. Dav Chaf Gimel, so the simmer Dav Chaf Gimel is Kugelach. So here goes. The children playing with red Kugelach, Kugelach, that must mean Dav Chaf Gimel. The children playing with red kugelach who were coughing from all the smoke come from minchasotos that need to get burned, which reminds us. The mission list of sotas whose minchas are burned, such as one who says, I'm defiled to you, meaning she's admitting her guilt, one about whom witnesses come and testify that she's defiled, one who says, I will not drink, and one whose husband does not want to give her to drink, and one whose husband had relations with her on the way, invalidating her for the procedure. So the children playing with red kugelach who are coughing from all the smoke coming from mincha sotas that need to get burned as well as from the mincha non kohenis married to a kohen which was entirely burned on the mizbeach which reminds us Abrice explains why the mincha non kohenis married to a kohen is entirely burned. Her mincha cannot be eaten because her husband the kohen has his share in it since he funds her mincha and it's not completely offered in the mizbeach meaning without kamitza as a kohen's mincha is because she and Uncle Hannes has a share in it since it's her mincha. So the children playing with red kuglach who are coughing from all the smoke coming from mincha sotos that need to get burned as well as from the mincha benan kohenis married to a kohen which was entirely burned on the mizbeach covered their ears because an arusa and shimmer's yavam were wailing after they were told they don't drink and also don't receive. Their kasuba, which reminds us, the fourth parak begins, Arusa v'shemer's yavam v'shosos, and Arusa and v'shemer's yavam do not drink the soda waters, nor do they receive their kasuba, because the Torah says, Ashatista isha when a woman will stray while under her husband, implying a full marriage status, pratla Arusa v'shemer's yavam, excluding an Arusa and v'shemer's yavam. Daf chav so the simmer daf chav is a pitcher, a kad. So here goes. The group of women ineligible for the fit to be married sota pitcher pitcher that must be more enough. Chav Dawid, Kad. 
the group of women ineligible for the fit-to-be-married sota picture, which reminds us that more brings more focusing about if certain women are considered fit-to-be-married regarding their eligibility to drink the sota waters. Muber's chavero, Manika's chavero, the pregnant former wife of his friend and the nursing former wife of his friend. Ilanis, Zakena, Ushaina, Rui, Leilid. An Ilanis, an old woman, and a woman who cannot give birth. So the group of women ineligible for the fit-to-be-married Sota pitcher, who first smirked when the pitchers were knocked over by Narusa and Shomer's Yavam, arguing over which one of them would be excluded from Sota first, which reminds us the more brings Malchokas, Rabbi Yosun, and Rabbi Yoshia, whether Shomer's Yavam drinks from the Mesota. The Gemara notes they also argue about which case the Pasuk is first excluding. Rabbi Yonason first excludes the Shomer's Yavam, because regarding an Arusa, it's the Arusa's own act of Kedushin that established the bond, as opposed to the Yavam's brother, and they stone for adultery because of him. Rabbi Yoshia first excludes an Arusa because a Shomer's Yavam can be acquired with any relations, even not for the purpose of marriage, whereas an Arusa must be acquired through Chuppah. So, the group of women ineligible for the fit-to-be-married Sota pitcher, who first smirked when the pitchers were knocked over by an Arusa and Shomer's Yavam, arguing over which one of them would be excluded from Sota first, got queasy when the Arusa was accused of having relations with her Arus in her father's house prior to becoming a Sota, which reminds us, the Gemara asks why a Pusik is needed to exclude an Arus and Shemar's Yavam from the law of Sota, because there's a principle taught by a Bryce that the Pusik states, Mi other than your husband, which teaches, the Sota only applies when the husband's relations with her preceded the adulterers, and not when the adulterer's relations preceded the husband's. An Arus has not yet had relations with her husband, so how could she possibly be a valid Sota? Rami Barchama answers, in a case where the Arus had relations with her at her father's home, which do not affect Nisuan. Daf Chafei, so the similar Daf Chafei is a silver wedding anniversary. So here goes. It was an awkward moment at the red-themed silver anniversary party. Silver anniversary? That must be more Daf Chafei. It was an awkward moment at the red-themed silver anniversary party, when after the husband warned his wife she would lose her ksuba if she was an Overus Aldas, which reminds us the Gemara inquires, an Overus Aldas, a woman, who transgresses the code of Jewish conduct, meaning she goes to public places with her hair uncovered, does she require a warning to forfeit a ksuba, or did she not require a warning? The Gemara ultimately comes to prove that a warning is required before forfeiting a ksuba for Noveris Aldas. So it was an awkward moment at the red-themed silver anniversary party, when after the husband warned his wife she would lose her ksuba if she was an Overus Aldas, and then publicly was Mocho's recent kinui, which reminds us. The more brings up Brysa that proves that a husband may cancel his kinui. Ravach and Ravina argued if the husband is only able to cancel the warning before she concludes herself, but not afterwards, when she's already forbidden, or if she can do so even afterwards. So it was an awkward moment at the red-themed silver anniversary party, when after the husband warned his wife that she would lose her ksuba if she was an Overus Das, and then publicly was Mocha's recent Kinui, his wife responded indignantly and revealed that she was an Islandese and ineligible to drink the Sota waters anyway, which reminds us that regarding an Islandese, everyone agrees that she neither drinks nor collects her ksuba, because the Pasuk says of Azera, then she'll be innocent and bear seed children, teaching that only Misha Darko Hazria, one whose way is to bear seed, is eligible for drinking Yatsuzosh in Darko Hazria, excluding this Islandese whose way is not to bear children from birth as opposed to the elderly woman or a barren woman who lost the ability to bear children through injury. All right, so now it's time to conclude their pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we have cases where the sotas minchas are burned? That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number two, which stuff do we learn? That one can make his wife a sota by warning her not to be with an idolater. That's on Dav. 
Chavav. Good number three. Which Dafi Malkov is regarding who is first excluded from the Pasuk? The Shemer is Yavam or the Arusa? That's on Dav. Chavdalot. Good number four. Which Dafi Malkov is exonerated so that if she had short children, she'll be blessed with tall ones, and if she had swarthy ones, she'll have fair ones? That's on Dav. Chavav. Good number five. Which daf do we learn that there are seven types of prushing, false aesthetics? That's on daf. Chavbez. Good number six. Which daf do we learn that the case where an arusa can become a sota is where she had relations with the arus in her father's house? That's on daf. Chavdal. Good number seven. Which daf do we learn that an island eats neither drinks nor collects her ksuba? That's on daf. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn a husband cannot make his wife a sota by warning her not to be with an animal? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn the scar from an amana in a case where she sought to get scar halicha for going to a more distant shul? That's on Duff. Chavbez. Good. Number ten. Which stuff do you have a question whether an overus al dust requires a warning in order for her to forfeit her ksuba? That's on Duff. Chav Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.